Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. Uh, we're here with uh, Dan Natterman, Dove Davidoff, Todd Barry's coming. Maybe maybe we might even see Aruba Ray. We have good news. We Sir- can only hope. Sirius Radio has extended our contract for another year. So although we get n- no information about our ratings or about our <laughs> listenership or anything like that, we have to believe that uh, since this will be our third year on Sirius Radio, that uh, somebody must be listening or, or they have some ulterior motive for keeping us on. But either way, we're happy to, uh, to stay on the radio. So, Dan, congratulations, Dan. Congratulations, guys. Well, I should warn you, now I'm feeling a little oh, prickly and, today. And, and why are you prickly, Well, for a variety of reasons. First of all, I, I start off at a level at level five prickly, even on a good day. <laughs> on a scale of That's one true. to ten. On a scale of one <clears> to ten. <throat> so it one doesn't five. take much to get me into 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 the red zone of prickle. Yep. <clears throat> well, it's but, tough out but, there. But uh, you know, uh, for various reasons, we, we'll probably come out in the course of the show. I, no, my, uh, you're going to uh, Moscow. Why are you feeling prickly, Dan? I, I is feel this a, is that. A, well, we'll, be, well, why, we'll find feel, out why, right uh, after these words. I feel that this show. to their seats. Explain. I feel that this show for you is is a low, such a low priority that that's why you're prickly. That's that's why I'm prickly. Uh, it does it have nothing to do with the holiday season. Listen, well, you, the holiday season might. might I, factor I will in. tell you honestly, if I don't, I have been nonstop for the yeah. last seven days, yeah. trying to comply with the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. It is burying oh, me, really? burying me really? in stress and bureaucracy. And as as we had a meeting today with the staff about in it, so far as you're trying to determine how how much to, to put in, or what what. Don't even know whether we need to comply with it as recent, whether it's cheaper to pay the what penalty. What is involved in complying with uh, it? You have to figure out how many employees you have, how many full-time equivalents, how many uh, exemptions. Then you have to figure out what, uh, what the plan costs, I how see. many people are going to sign up for the plan. Is it cheaper to, to offer the plan than right. to um, pay the penalty? Right. And then if you offer the plan... How do how do waitresses pay for the plan? Well, you right. have to withhold their credit card tips. I mean, I mean, it, wow. it, well, their credit card. Then they're. Ta- I mean, it, it's yeah. it's it's a bottomless pit. And as recently yeah. as five minutes before the meeting today, after five years, I get a call from the guy who's supposed to be advising me on this. Yeah. And drops a. By the way, the law is this. Oh like, no. And, and, like totally pulled the rug out from under me. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Everything uh, in politics is about doing things that other people have to fucking uh, comply with. And and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I sound I sound like Rush Limbaugh, right? The right. Congress actually exempted themselves from this law. The Congress actually exempted them. It is a nightmare. So I'm so yeah. I have a meeting with my staff today, you know, the forty people at the meeting. And yeah. I'm telling them all the nightmare. I'm saying, you know what? In in yeah. the infinite wisdom of the federal government, yeah. we are a large company. Amazing, it's a bunch man. of waitresses and buzzboys. We are we are like IBM right, or, right. or you know uh, some, yeah. or, or McDonald's, yeah. and we have to comply with this yeah. ridiculous law. Yeah. And then, do you know what is all? Do you know the plan? After all is said and done, do you know the plan that the government allows me to offer? Well, I mean, I could offer a more what? expensive one. Yeah, I mean, if people make a it's lot more the money. bronze plan. Do you know what the bronze plan is? I have no idea. It's zero coverage, <laughs> six thousand dollar deductible. Wow. They have to pay two hundred and twenty dollars a month. They so have basically to pay. something catastrophic would have to happen in order for it's the insurance to kick in. They, but what they get is a free checkup. Wow. And that is it. And they wow. have a six thousand dollar deductible. Wow. They're never going to use it and return that. The whole place is turned. Come sit down, Todd. The whole I'm ranting yeah. about the Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care well, Act. Uh, look, and you're I missing know. it, Todd. And Dan is fucking bitching that the radio show is not my priority. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. Business. You got nothing to do. Your business is to sit home and think of things. <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll be all funny. I know is. I have, we a were real, I have a real life. I have two kids. I got a wife who hates me. Two kids, I have a, house. a wife. I understand all that. <laughs> I understand all that. And yet, you have time to go to Moscow for an entire week next week. He's got to get away. I, well, I don't. I don't want to go to Moscow. You need to go to Moscow. Todd Before we get to Moscow, I just oh, want to mention changes the subject again. No, because it's relevant. <laughs> We're supposed to have dinner last night. We got it all planned. Me, Harry Anton, and I didn't know Harry Stephen Calab- Nobody ever Calabria. Told me. Nobody ever but that's ha- not what you said last night. You said it's Hanukkah. You're trying to force Hanukkah on your two kids. You don't get it. Those kids are not Jewish. They want uh, in Dan, Hanukkah. I'm going to fucking clobber you, all right? Yes, you're you're going to get a bloody beating. lip. A good beating. My kids are Jewish as like Moses' like, kids were. Yes, that's as right. Moses' half Jewish kid child, was. The children of a rabbi. He's no, to, no. Moses, I had saw a, Moses had a kid with the shiksa. There, there was a, yeah, there was a video. There was a video that no one posted on Facebook 
where he's like, he's trying to get Manny, his kid Manny, to say Happy Hanukkah, and the yeah. kid, simply those words will, will not cross yeah. his lips. He and he ended up it. saying, Feliz Navidad. He can't do it. All right. Uh, so Todd Barry is here. Oh, yeah. A great man, another great man. Todd I couldn't Barry, get those really. to turn... Turn my voice He's down. He's trying to get him to turn his else. own voice down. Your it's very meta, Todd. Let me talk. Go ahead. Check, check, check. Yeah, I'm fine, but everyone else is loud. Everyone else is loud. Okay. How can, is that can, possible? Can you guys not scream in the mic, please? All right. <laughs> well, I don't know if that <laughs> I was... I thought there might okay. be a button for that. <laughs> Todd, I'll tell you what you missed. Dan said he was prickly and then decided he wouldn't tell us why he was prickly. Well, no, and then I, then then, I offered Then Dan says something about, uh, about me, not, and then he changed the subject again. Dan and is not no, totally but, happy with, with Gnome's priorities. But a priority structure. Like I, no, I, I just feel Noam. I just feel doesn't treat this show as a high priority, which is his right, by the way. What the show, the comedy show? This show that we're doing right now. Oh, this show. Yeah. Okay. This show. Um, you know, he'd rather light Hanukkah show. candles with his kids than, than discuss possible guests, for example. You imagine? I, you you want to spend time with your kids as opposed to uh, coming? No. Well, well let me tell you something. If it was a music gig, he'd drop those half breeds in a, in a hot <laughs> minute. <laughs> 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 All right. But when it's the radio show, he's got to stay home and light, light, light and eat potato yeah. latkes. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Todd, is Todd Jewish? Yeah, I am Jewish. Do you celebrate Hanukkah? I can't get um, enough of this I stuff. I took a free menorah from a dude on the street the other day. <laughs> you and, did? And I went ahead and, yeah, I said, I'll, yeah, I'll like this. I didn't really, I'm sure I didn't do it completely. I didn't do all the little prayers yeah. you're supposed to say, but I... Uh, yeah, I'm two candles in, so I'm I'm in. I'm what, gotta keep going. What You're in, is baby. it among us? Are, are you, you're not religious. No, are you? I'm not. Would right. you say that you don't believe in God? Uh, I wouldn't call myself an atheist, but I I, I guess I'm yeah, an agnostic. Yeah, not a traditional Judeo-Western God, Judeo-Christian God, right? Did I mean, you not want, the guy looking down at you. No, I'm saying you don't believe in that. You know how you know how so many people think that they they, they I'll like ask the rest of the time. like like <laughs> le left left wing like artsy people are more likely to believe in like the Hindu or like the Buddhist notion of God. Do you think well, like Buddhists and Hindus are like more likely, more likely to believe in, in, in <laughs> Judeo-Christian? Not, Judeo not in the Buddhist Hindu sense, but no, maybe no, in the Jewish yeah, sense. Yeah, that sense. <laughs> I'm more a religious. Is that a word? A religious? Uh, you, yeah, irreligious. I think is irreligious. I mean, I don't. You know, it's hard to believe that a guy specifically is watching down, caring about whether or not you do specific shit. Are well, we having this conversation? Right? No, well, no, we're not. Uh, but I'm, an, I'm, I'm an affirmed atheist. I would say, I would say, I'm as certain that there's no God as I'm certain of almost anything there is. And still, oh. I want to celebrate Hanukkah with my kids. I, I just can't help it. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's. What, what kind of God? It's a cultural affirmation, and and, and it should be celebrated. <laughs> what, what, what kind of God would would invent a world where no, men want to blow loads and young women? And yet, <laughs> and, and yet and, these broads are not always so receptive, and they're not interested much of the time. I mean, who created a that? Torturous God <laughs> created this, and uh, an angry God. I thought you were going to say war. And then you get <laughs> well, that too. But what do you think causes a lot of war? That's maybe, right. Maybe not poverty, but uh, inability to blow a load. Well, you think that God would say, "Look, I'm going to create a system where men and women are naturally monogamous, and they create wholesome relationships, and when they get older, they're attracted to each other." even more. Sure. Desires are satiated in such a way you don't walk around anxiety filled. <laughs> I mean, I, so God really created an interesting, if there is one, uh, a system that I find hard why he would have created it. Are you an atheist? I would think, I hate the word atheist. Yeah. There's something about the word atheist. It's atheist. It's, it's presumptuous. Or, or it's scary. And uh, I would, so I use the word agnostic, which sounds a lot softer and nicer. But uh, an well, it also means something. An atheist would say you're a gutless atheist if you're an agnostic. Yes, I, and I, I would say that. I, and, I, and they may have to say they will have a point. I, I, no, they, I just they, can't. They, they, well, all right. We, we don't want to get philosophical, but the whole Cartesian split is a big problem. You need to will yourself into believing there's something else there. Let's you pause understand. so people can Google Cartesian. I know. Let's, when okay, religion and science, when, has when to Google that, I think. No, no, I didn't. No, I don't. I know. I know what it is. When, when religion and science parted ways, and, uh, you know, okay. if you if you've got to see it to believe it, then you lose some mystic part of our our nature. Dove is right, buddy. Uh, Todd is going is doing something you might qualify as spiritual. He's he's doing something that comedians don't do often, which is going on a vacation. Alone, yeah. yeah. Alone. I thought your career was a vacation. Like, it's like what vacation from what? Where do you guys take vacations? Going to Japan. No, it's stressful. Oh, I'm out dying there. to go to Japan. Come on out there. I'm going talk Sunday. About, talk about a good place to blow a load. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine it would be. I it's don't a know, mecca. You know, Todd. <laughs> I, I have a hard time reading Todd as to whether that kind of activity. Uh, obviously, he's a sexual person. Thank but you. whether or not, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but whether or not he would engage in in right, some sort right, of ex right. money uh, exchange. exchange. No, I don't. Exchange. I 
I would no, I wouldn't. He likes a good exchange. Just I would monetary. just be thinking about all the other dudes that are. Yeah, and just, and I'd also feel bad for the uh, hostess. For, for the hostess. <laughs> but you feel bad for her because it's like low self-esteem on your part, or you just feel bad for her because of her profession. I would feel like I was part of the problem, right. of uh, her life. Yeah. I feel like you're also part of the problem. But then you see her sex workers talking about how you shouldn't tell us that we don't like our job and I love my job. And No, I think most of them don't love their job. Somebody and, should do a documentary about, like, Asian massage parlor women. Yeah. Like, with bubble, uh, blur them out and have somebody interview them. Because uh-huh. nobody, what goes on in their minds? Nobody knows that. Like, well, I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean? What goes on? There like, do they like it? Do they not like it? Do they get turned out? Like, like any prostitute, and I've been with a few. I mean, they some are okay with the experience, but they're often so fucked up that what they're okay with is is a, is is a function of their un, very fractured psychology or disfu- or or abuse growing up. It's 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 the manifestation of a kind of trauma, the ability to deal with that and not want to j- jump in a river. Now, now, maybe this is totally racist to me, and maybe now in, in, when President Trump is, uh, <laughs> it, it, it'll, <laughs> be, okay, it'll be okay to say things like this, office. but yeah. for some reason, I think that the like the Asian massage women are not yeah. as damaged psychologically as like yeah. uh, a Jewish girl. Perhaps it's is a that, bit is more that? ingrained in their culture, and in the Netherlands, it's a bit but like the, that in that it's a, legal, and you're not as stigmatized, but it's still pretty shitty. Have you been to Amsterdam? Yeah. Don't yeah. you feel sad walking through that, that red light district? It didn't like, prevent me from going into one of those rooms, but Did yeah. you really? Yeah. Yeah, what am I, a fag? <laughs> <laughs> well, most of those women are not Dutch. They come from... Uh, they yeah, they're traveling, over. Right? Eastern Europe. No, they come from like oh. the east, eastern former Soviet bloc. I don't know how many of them are actually Dutch. And, uh, I, I, so it's a scam. Then. And I, I, I don't... <laughs> I, typically, I typically don't go to uh, those to, uh, prostitutes, not because I feel bad that I'm exploiting them. Oh, that's an interesting point. Mostly because I just don't... It doesn't excite me if they're not excited. I like a, a woman to be into it. Yeah, that costs more. But that, And then I think you'll need a prostitute for that. <laughs> I knew there was a joke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, uh, what else were you planning on doing in Japan? Just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to eat and walk around. And I don't, I, have I you had an affinity for Asian culture? Or is... Well, the, the full answer is I wanted to get, I wanted to go on vacation. Yeah. And I also wanted to get gold status on United. A lot of ways to ah. do that. You chose Japan. There's to, 20 I'm, different countries you could have gotten silver, gold status. but I was like 8,000 miles away. I go, well, yeah. I want this vacation anyway. Sure. I've done that. And then uh, I saw an article in New York Times. It said Tokyo is a great place to travel by yourself. Ah. So I said, Tokyo, here it is. Call one of those noon red-eye flights. <laughs> I call all flights the red eye. Makes me feel like a real businessman. People love telling me they took the red eye. Oh, man, the red eye's great. Get on the plane at 1 a.m. Sit upright for six hours. Land in New York at that sweet, sweet time, 4.55 in the morning. At work by 8. Passed out in a conference room by 8.15. Looking for a new job at 8.30. Oh, the red eye. Went to Chicago, yeah. They have really nice Walgreens in Chicago. (laughs) It's true, they convert an old bank into a Walgreens, it's beautiful. They use the vault as the vitamin section. (laughs) I walked in there, I was so impressed, I went on Twitter and I wrote, uh, I have to give out my first annual best Walgreens award. (laughs) The winner is Chicago, Milwaukee Avenue location. Some guy writes back immediately, the cops killed a guy there a year ago. Okay, what do you want me to do now? Take the award away? I can't do that. It's the first annual Todd Barry Best Walgreens Award. This is huge. I'm not gonna take it back because a guy was shot there a year ago. It's not like it happened while I was in the store. It's not like I was walking around the candy aisle, a guy gets gunned down next to me, I'm like, this is a nice Walgreens. I wonder if he noticed that's the original tile. (laughs) Good food in Chicago. I'm kind of a picky eater, though, yeah. I have three categories of food. Foods I like. Foods I don't like, but I understand why people like them. (laughs) Then there are foods that baffle me. (laughs) Food I like. Let's pick an easy one. Pizza. Yum. Delicious. No need for further discussion. (laughs) Second category. Sushi. Don't like it. 
Totally get why people like it, though. What a beautiful, beautiful, awful-tasting food that is. <laughs> I remember the one time I tried it 17 years ago at the Cincinnati airport. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. No second chances for sushi. You blew it, sushi. Gave you every opportunity to be good with that quarter of a bite that I took and spit out immediately. Third category, foods that baffle me, egg salad. If I'm in a diner and I see someone order egg salad, all I can think is, so you read all 75 pages of that menu? And that's the item that popped. Oh, honey, I found it. Top of page 59. Flip ahead. Cold, smelly eggs. I'm sorry, cold, smelly, disgusting eggs. Got so excited, I read that wrong. Smashed together with cold, awful mayonnaise. Also made with cold, smelly eggs. Served on mm, 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 white bread. Baby, this is why we go to restaurants. You know, a lot of people think that comedians, when we do our gigs, and like I do gigs sometimes in nice places, and they think that that's a vacation. It's not. No, but it's it's not. typically, it's not. If you have a show hanging over you the whole yeah, exactly. day. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not a vacation. It's a cloud over the... To varying extent. And I, some people are, are better at compartmentalizing and then, okay, the whole day I'm going to not think about the show tonight. Well, you can do a show sometimes and then take a day off in that city. Yeah, you can stay there for a couple... So you're saying people do a Ruba Rays show and then they, they work a half an well, hour a night, they don't feel like that's a vacation? Well, a Ruba Rays show is a bit different <laughs> because you're only doing 20 to 30 minutes a night and it's only one show. Yeah. But even then, it's not, it's about, for me, now everybody's different, now for me, it's about 70% of vacation, and it's about 30% compromised by the knowledge that I have to do a show that night. Yeah. Well, I don't think Tony Woods is sweating it. You know, Tony Woods, my, certain people are, are very relaxed in the whole day, and they're in a city, and they'll say they're in Washington, D.C. I don't have a, a lot club. of anxiety around the show, but I know that if I'm somewhere in town doing something interesting, i got to get back to the show two hours before. One, I want to rest a little, be there for the show. show's two hours long. It eats up three hours of your night at a comedy show with a guy with a ponytail. I don't always want to be there. Have well, you done shows overseas? No, I don't. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, sure. You, yeah. Where? yeah, I did a Showtime special from uh, Amsterdam. I did one of their oh, red light did? things. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, for and me, I did Australia. For me, it's not. It's, it, there really is great anxiety. Uh, not so much with a Ruba ratio, but if I'm doing a club, I'm pretty much the whole day I'm paralyzed. But that's why I stopped doing clubs. And you have anxiety when you're doing, performing at the Comedy Cell. Oh, no, no, the, the Comedy Cell is the only place I don't have anxiety. No anxiety. Very little. Very little. Look forward it's, to the, on the after. On the, on the anxiety scale, the, med the needle very barely minimal. moves. Uh, there is some anxiety associated with it, but not very much at all, because this is, I feel very at home here. Todd's relaxed. Are you relaxed, Todd? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, Todd is not relaxed. Todd is anxiety-filled. But well, I was going to say, I don't know if it's interesting, but when you go to another country to do comedy, you're spending half the day trying to second-guess what references they're going to get. Absolutely. Yeah, are they going to Whereas if you go to Minneapolis or something, yeah. you're, probably, you're not worried about yeah, you're not them worried not knowing about what a store, yeah. the, some store you mentioned. When, yeah. I, when I'm in Minneapolis, so I do worry somewhat that they might be a little squeamish about certain things. Uh, like, you know, like well, no, or something? No, because no, they're like your, they're your ethnicity. They're a conservative yeah. people. No, but and, not, uh, you know, they might, Minnesota. If you Don't go to Minneapolis, Minneapolis, you're going to be. That's isn't that one of the most liberal states in the in the very yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Al, Al Franken is there. Yeah. Well, I don't mean in the in the political sense conservative. I mean these are people that may not want to hear in the Jew hating sense. No, well, they <laughs> may not want they may not want to hear you know stuff that's too too dirty. But you're not a dirty comic. You're PG-13, maybe. More or right? less PG-13. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? I, but, you know, yes, I'm more or less PG-13. But there are some, but I do have some bits. The, the real me is more R-rated. I tone it down for business reasons. Really? Yeah, because uh, m most of the money that I make is... <laughs> he's is, not funny when he's dirty. Is, um, is you know, is, is gigs that I have to be reasonably clean. I think he's clean. funny when What, he's, like the temples and stuff? Temples and also corporate. Corporates, you know, I'm doing a lot of corporates these days. And you, you are? Have, yeah. I don't get uh, that, corporates. Well, that's that's how I'm, I, because I yeah. weeded out the clubs, I'm starting to do more corporates. and I'm. What's your corporate rate? You know, I don't want to disclose it because. There you go. That was, that was the right answer. <laughs> you know, because it, it's basically, it comes down to how much you gut, motherfucker. 
Yeah. You know, that's pretty much how we do it. Where do you get all these corporates from? Yeah. They flow through uh, my, my man, Johnny Lampert. You want to talk about Dove was in L.A. pitching a pilot. I wanted to get to that. Okay. You want to talk about the pilot pitching? I don't want to talk about it. No, I don't. I, you know, I don't find it that interesting, man. I guess this show centers around the entertainment. Did you do uh, the... You, you I went it? to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, TBS, HBO, Showtime. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we're still waiting on some answers. But uh, the landscape is shifting. I mean, that part of it is interesting. When you walk into Amazon, they're not... They're not really developing content as much as they are buying very specific things, airing them for 10 episodes, and then maybe not again. And so the development landscape changes. So I just had lunch with a writer friend of mine. who's like, you can't just go and sell a project, and then you've got money to live off for a while while you try to sell your next one four years down the line. You can't do that? No, not so much, because if you go to Amazon, they're not developing a lot of scripts. It used to be ABC would make 30 scripts, 20 scripts. They make script deals. You go in, pitch a show, they pay you as a writer, 53, whatever it is, it would get they don't, you through. They don't pay you based on downloads or views or anything like that? Well, you might be able to get, you increase the probability that you get a deal if you got a bunch of views. I think Amazon, if you make a pilot with them, they, they post it and then people vote it. They all have ways of, yeah. they all have their own matrix in developing whether or not the show goes, but... If you do a pilot with them, you got to first pitch it and get them to pay for the script, unless you want to write it on spec. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? So it's tough for a writer. Isn't it amazing that just as, like, the really big money yeah. uh, got punctured out of, like, the music business and the television business? It turns like... Because, it's not amazing. It's no, no, just wait, the wait, wait, trajectory of... Wait, wait. That at, simultaneously with that, yeah. it became affordable for almost anybody to produce... Like, it used to be... It would take hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars to, yes, make, to make a record album. Like, yes, and it's good and bad. At the same time, so just when you couldn't make money on records yeah. anymore, yeah. it became so cheap to make records right, that it, like, right, just, right, just right, when you right. can't make money on just a you can't sitcom make it anymore, at all, everybody you, can now make it. You can buy a couple of cameras yeah, and make can a, buy a video make, camera. It's like it's like it's it's just amazing how these yeah. things work out. Yeah. Well, it's also amazing that the distribution network, a place like Amazon, their whole business model is to sell you anything. It used to be just a distribution point. So if you want water, I can sell it to you and ship it to your house. And now the same people are creating content, developing that, and selling you that based on a model that just got you involved because you were buying water, bird seed, and chicken feed. Dove, you should tell people you're pointing at water every time you sell it. <laughs> Dove, is a, Dove is an interesting cat for those who don't know him. He's probably the most business-oriented comedian that works here. And uh, uh, I remember when he was uh, doing, uh, had a large role in a film called Invincible. About yeah, a, Invincible, yeah. Invincible, about a... Uh, Is that the, the Wahlberg it the, one? It was yeah. a, a much exaggerated uh, movie based on a guy that Vince went Papali, to... Vince Papali, yeah. Vince Papali, who went to the NFL, and I think after one game, you never heard about him again. But the movie made it sound like he did a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, that's not the point. The point yeah. is, I, what Dove was doing was in a big role in a big movie with, with yeah. Mark Wahlberg. And I said, Dove, this is great. Oh, my God, you're in a movie. Yeah. And Dove is like, yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, th th this movie, and then I, I may game. never work again. He has, he had no, and he was right. You right. know, he's right to be cynical. But right. sometimes I feel like Dove has no, he's not a dreamer. He's not a starry-eyed dreamer like so many of us are. Well, not starry-eyed, but I really go after, I try to go after Big Game in that deal with Delwiger. You know, it's like I'm putting together a movie, and I want to own a piece of this stuff. And then I've pitched a bunch of shows and had three pilot deals, two made. But... But can I, can I ask you a question about the pilots? By all you, means, you, two yeah. of them were made for for what network? Fox and Showtime. And they were your they were your my concepts? idea. Yeah, I, Neil Brennan was partner on one. We made it. They gave us seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to make the pilot. We made it. We didn't get picked up. Well, I did. I did just get my check from the Judd Apatow pilot. Oh, you were in the Judd Apatow. Uh, yeah, last minute they called me up with a what could only be described as a bit part, but but I um, <laughs> not complaining. It's just that's what it was. Um, I was complaining earlier. <laughs> I'm not complaining. And you will right be now. complaining again about it. But but uh, when they cut it, you know, they might well cut it. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I was playing a comic that that does stand up on stage. In other words, it's not it wasn't a particularly challenging role as an right. act, actor goes. Uh, I just had to do my act, and they're going to cut it down to whatever they cut it down to. They might they might. Can you act, Dan? Well, I'm one of America's finest actors. Can you? Cry? <laughs> yeah. could, could you cry? Cry on cue. That's something. I don't know if I could cry on cue, but of course, yeah, you also know, that's a lot not of people have cried. Could you do a, a sex scene where you had to? I, I'm a fine actor. No, no, no. Hold on, ask your question. Yeah, could ahead. you do a sex scene with a camera, like really in your I face, done it. and simulate orgasm? Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, you would, the little acting I've done, I've done, I've, I've, yeah. I've done quite well. Thank you. Uh, you know, and uh, and I think for a comedian, the, the the question is not can you act, but can you act for the roles that you're likely to get. You know, if you write a show for me that's got me in mind, then I'll act the fuck out of it. 
Uh, if you write a show, if you write, if, if you know, if you asked me to do Hamlet, then it probably wouldn't be that good. <laughs> do a little Hamlet for us, Dan. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear a little bit of Hamlet. Ad- I knew him well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so give me a soliloquy here from Hamlet. So but Dan has a resident voice. Got back, a good Beth. You know, out, out, brief candle. Life <laughs> is but out, a out, walking shadow. I never had to how to say Shakespeare because I don't know what they sang anyway. So, but that, that that's a good soliloquy though. A, a tale told by an idiot. But it sounded furious. <laughs> <laughs> good, Dan. It's good. Dignifying. Well, Dan, I have a meeting nothing. on uh, Thursday. Nothing. I, I have a know. meeting on Thursday with I, I can't. I guess I can't say, but with some very important people in the movie industry. Yeah. Who who, who are very important, like very, very, very important. Yeah. And they're doing some movie about stand-up comedy. Yeah, sure. uh, I, know, I think I know what you're talking. Yeah. About. I know exactly what he's talking about. What I was. Yeah. HBO's. Oh, go ahead. No, no. And the meeting is not HBO. And the meeting is <laughs> Thursday, and they. What they're asking me and is to kind of discuss comics that would be good for a movie about stand-up comedy. Oh, thank yeah, you yeah. in advance. And I plan to sell my friend Dan Natterman. Dan Natterman. Well, and I'm going to play them. Yes. Your Shakespeare that you just did in the microphone, That's great. Dan. Yeah. I yeah. certainly appreciate. Are they really asking for your names of comics? First? Uh, I think I think so. You know, I'm, I'm not. They're, they're meeting with us, and I think that's the agenda, like to get yeah. some insight into who the comic. They've been, they've been coming down and watching. By the comics. way, I had a role as a stand-up comic in a movie called Trainwreck that has nothing to do with Amy Schumer's Trainwreck, that went straight to video and starred um, right, yeah. starred uh, Sean William Scott. Uh, and I, I did a movie with him. Yeah, so I, I had the same role. I played a comic on stage. It said, and now. And then introduce the Sean William Scott character. Yeah, that's not really acting, it, though, right? Uh, I mean, no, it is. if I'm doing my stand-up, it's not acting; it's just doing my stand-up. That movie, by the way, that name changed to American Loser, but it was originally Trainwreck. It's like my father did a movie when he was young. Uh, you know, do you know my father, Todd? Manny? You? Yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, so when I when I named the when I bought the bar and I named it the Fat Black Pussycat, I was Googling everything Fat Black Pussycat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found that there's a movie called Fat Black Pussycat. And it was kind of supposed to be like a softcore porn movie. Yeah. So I bought it, figuring I might be able to get some images from people. So I bought it, I'm watching the opening credits, and it's kind of like typical music or this. And opening credits, the Fat Black Pussycat starring blah, blah, blah. And it says, featuring blah, 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 Menachem Dwarman, blah, 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 blah. No! <laughs> and I stopped it with Steve Fabricant. I said, stop it! That's and, crazy. And Steve, like, no, it's probably another, another. I think it was Manny Dwarman. Anyway, I said, yeah. it's probably another Manny Dwarman. I'm like, yeah. there is no other Manny Dwarman. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to see my father in a soft core yeah. form. Oh my movie. God. So yeah. I, really, crazy. I really didn't want to watch it. He a black chick. <laughs> but anyway, so I said, fuck it. So I, I watched yeah. the movie. And sure enough, there's no real nudity. But anyway, there's a party scene right at the top. And my father is playing the guitar oh, in the party wow, scene. That's great. And so by made me think of it as that he's he's playing guitar, playing a song. Yeah, not acting. That's as much acting as play, being your own, doing your stand-up yeah, material no, is fair, in, a, sure, in, a, yeah. in a movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't qualify it as acting. It, it, only to the extent that doing stand-up is acting in a certain fashion because... And when I showed it to him, he had no recollection of having done it. Yeah. Do you worry well, that about doing stand-up in a movie? Like, people won't know whether you wrote that or not because they're no. not going to give you a writing credit? Oh, that's an interesting... No, I hadn't thought about that's that. That's a good point. I hadn't You'll thought about You'll thinking that. about that now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, does a writer's guild give us any protection? Uh, uh, but, but then what, are you going to rat rat them out or something? It, it won't benefit you I'm not going to rat anybody out, but I just wonder what uh, the writer's guild has to say it about it. Nice it doesn't matter. When you're, when you've, when I, you're I mean, done, you're right, you rat Judd Apatow out. When you're done with your career, when you've given it all yeah. up, then rat them out and sue <laughs> Apatow. Yeah. Well, and all is said and done. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I still have miles to go before I sleep. I, I I've always feel like it's a bit of a smokescreen. Well, like maybe the, a mile. Part part of part of the movie business is contingent upon getting people to believe that something is super special about being a part of it. There are aspects of it that are special, but it's almost like a hustle. You know, it's like people are like, I had a line in the thing. It's like, okay, uh, but you don't want to turn that. You, you don't want to be fooled into thinking that that's necessarily a career. There are very few people that turn it well, into. Well, people react to. Being on film, like I've yes. done like two lines on a TV yeah, show, and it's a fine. Big deal for people. But it's like I, I feel like well, a set I did downstairs is so much is more probably more impressive. It's so much, than it's so much more some impressive. lines that I couple it's so lines much more that you threw me. That, yeah. somebody with real talent yeah. and a voice. You know, it's yeah. like so this guy threw you two lines, and everybody's going like that. It's a hustle. It's, I mean, it's, it's fine and it's fun to be in these things. Sure but, it is, but it's not. People are like, oh my god. But when, when young people with no father do get dropped off a bus in Hollywood, and they believe that you see these eyes that are whining, you well, realize there's a lack of perspective. As a young I still get caught up in, 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 you know, I still think it's kind of exciting to be on these sets. You know, when I came down it to the is, John Abbott you know show, hey, you see all the cameras. and all, 
kind of fun. The food, uh, man. But, but I'll fun. tell you what, I'm nice more impre- as I get older, I'm more impressed, less impressed with the creative aspect of it, well, and more impressed aspect. with the technical aspect. Yeah, 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 I see these cameras. Who invented these things? These are, these are marvels the white, of the answer, the answer, by the way, is the white well, man. Well, I don't want to get into oh, whether it was... Duff. Come on, Doug. We're going to have to edit that, that was out. That was Doug. I'm not editing it out. I'm not gonna, <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. his own racism. <laughs> Hold on. So on that's that it. note, yeah. so, so Dante Nero came up to me. Why, and where by is way, Dante's here, I think? Uh, Dante? I just saw Dante. No, no, no. He left. The Jeep so pulled away a said, while ago. Dante is a big, huge... Black guy, like I think, I, is he? Does he actually box like, or something, Todd? I don't know. He he he's looks big guy. He looks like he could. I know Dante. Yeah, he's a big guy. I, I, yeah, I yeah. think he's done security. He's, he's a yeah. he's a yeah, scary, formidable physic. Yeah, big guy. So he came up to me and, and he says, "Well, what do you think about this Trump thing?" Yeah. And I just assumed, being kind of uh, prejudiced, that the black guy is going to be uh, being liberal. And I'm like, "Well, I I I'm against it. You can't keep yeah. all the Muslims out." And he goes, "But he says why?" Right. And I and I didn't want to say right. because it's anti because it's not it's un-American. It's anti-American. Yeah. Because un-American, that's yeah. that's not really an answer. You know that's 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 a that's a conclusion. It's un-American. But I think so, it is illegal. I mean, it would be illegal. Yeah, and it's illegal. But that's also not that's well, that's a technicality. It? It counter to the Constitution, the idea that we will accept your huddled so, masses. So, so, so go ahead. My well, answer the was my, is not my, the Constitution. It's the Statue of Liberty. It's a poem. My answer was an idea. I had trouble coming up with an answer right away. Yeah. And but I did eventually come up with an answer. Yeah. But uh, I I do want to call everybody's attention to the fact that I think that the most of the answers we're going to hear why it's wrong. And I think it is wrong. Yeah. They're not really answers to say something un-American. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's not an fair. answer. That's no logic to say it's un-American. To say that it's uh, it's illegal. Well, uh, it, it, uh, is it illegal? I don't I know. Believe but, it is. but to say that it's I don't illegal, Todd in is, to say that it's illegal is almost implying. Well, I would be for it, but you know, we, yeah, my right, hands yeah, are tied. Yeah, exactly. You know? What are you going to do? So the question is, and I'll put it by to the anybody, way, Noam, excellent point. I, I'll put the Noam says I never give him credit when credit's due. <laughs> yeah, I give him yeah. credit when it's due. It's not let due him, that often. Let <laughs> it finish. <laughs> I put the question to everybody in case anyone wants to answer. What is wrong yeah. with Trump's proposal to yeah. stop uh, to to put a halt on Muslim immigration yeah. until such time as we can get uh, terrorism under okay. control? The same well, thing that's an wrong. Go ahead. Wait, one Dan. at a time. Go ahead. I have an answer. Go ahead, Dan. First, okay. And well, I, I think it's wrong too. To but the extent ahead. that we need immigrants, we we have a right to pick and choose which immigrants we let into our home. The problem with Trump's proposal is it creates an environment of hostility to the Muslims that are already here. Moreover, if there's Muslims that are in great need, um, you know, as a matter of uh, assuming that, like, say you have a world where there's a hundred Christians that really, 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 really need to get in and a hundred Muslims that really, really need to get into America. And we chose the Christians over the Muslims and their needs were the same. I don't know if that's bad. But if the Muslims have more need and we exclude them, then that would be immoral if we have no real security reason for it. But I think the number one answer is it creates hostility toward the Muslims that are already here, a false hostility toward Muslims, an exaggerated sense of fear, and that will re- re- repercussions and, and consequences uh, for the uh, Muslims that are currently in the country. Yeah, that's exactly the reason I feel. The, the, you have to weigh the pros and cons, and the idea of, of essentially overnight making all Muslims who are here, I mean, here we are, Safe. I tell you, basking in the glow of the Star of David yeah, with the Arabs sure. in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. could happen? But uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the the to make to make these people, and many of them are Americans, right? Uh, overnight second-class citizens, right. and essentially putting a stamp of approval on anybody who wants to make assumptions about them based on their ethnicity and, and their religion right. is it can only be justified if it could ever be justified. By the most uh, hard and fast uh, reason of evidence, you know. I mean, and I don't, I just can't imagine us doing that. We already have 10 million Muslims in the country. Yeah. It's, it's, and although I hate to ever use this argument, it will really make us look bad to the world. Well, not only which that, is not, not a moral argument, but it's something to be considered. It, it may incentivize other. Um, Muslims that are otherwise not radical. It could radicalize a lot of the population that's yeah, already here in that. some way. I mean, it's, it's, I'm it's skeptical, just part but yeah, of... If anything could radicalize them, it's that. I, I sure, agree. but... And what's to be gained? I can't believe he fucking like said it. It's like diminishing personal freedom in order to achieve some larger objective. There was a guy on, on the news today who was pointing out there's like how many people in the higher-up levels of anti-terrorism are Muslim. I mean, Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they... 
what are you going to say to them? Yeah, no, I mean, it eats away at the fabric of it's just what wrong. we understand. It is, it what is we just understand. wrong. Can we just say it's wrong? <laughs> Yeah. But you know, for instance, That's my we, simple we, however, however, well, can I make a point? Uh, we interned the Japanese in, in yeah, Second World, World War, War II, yeah. and it's considered to be a national shame. Blight. It's a blight on America. But usually, uh, the reason they say it's a blight is because <coughs> we didn't need to be scared of the Japanese. It turns out we were overreacting, but nobody ever quite takes the additional step of saying it doesn't matter if we had reason to be scared of the Japanese. It was just wrong. I think. Most people would agree if we really did have reason. Right, right. Or let's put it another way. Let's say the Japanese did invade the West Coast, right. and then the Japanese Americans became a fifth column and joined it. Right. We'd look back at it and say, "What the hell was the matter with us right. that we didn't turn?" So right. you know, it's easy, it's all easy to say in retrospect. But uh, having said that, I just can't believe he says something so ugly. Even Dick Cheney was like, "What the hell is the matter with this guy?" It's yeah. all. Paul Ryan called him out today. Yeah, but, but Cheney is really like, like somebody said on Facebook, when, when Emperor Palpatine is offended. Then <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. I, I do, uh, once again, Noam, I do think uh, that was a very, very, uh, some very astute. good points that astute, you just yeah. made that I haven't heard. I'll make being, another point. I haven't heard being made thus far. I'll make another point. On about, the social media or, or elsewhere. But about, do, don't you feel like it's connected to the idea of, you know, whether it's tapping cell phones or all of the other individual freedoms that oppose, that supposedly manifest itself in, in, in an American way of life, or for that matter, a Western European way of life. It erodes at this sort of fabric of what we understand as a kind of personal freedom. It does, but, yeah. so, so, but so does terrorism. I mean, this is Obama says it's not a threat to our way of life, a threat to our. It's not. A, it's not an existential threat to America, sure. but is an existential threat to our way of life. And I believe yeah. that this uh, jihadist uh, yeah. ideology is, is as a poisonous weed. If you use the analogy of a poisonous weed, the yeah. seed is now spread through the air of the internet. It sometimes feels a bit like a red herring. In Wait, so hold on, far. and, and yeah, spread through the internet to the extent that somebody. Needs no interface with the yeah, with, the, with the home sure, office. Got all these Somebody's alone in their bedroom. They go on a, a bulletin board, whatever it is. Yeah. They become radicalized. Yeah. They do the bidding of ISIS, whoever it is. Yeah. And how are we going to control this? And the lesson of yeah, this last thing in in uh, San Bernardino is that it doesn't need to be on a holiday. It doesn't need to be the World Trade Center. Any yeah. target anywhere in America right. gets them just as much attention. That's right. And just so, I am convinced it's going to be happening a lot. Well, perhaps, but you know what's happening a lot definitively now that we know is happening a lot is is that there are ten thousand homicides in parts. I mean, what are the homicide statistics all over Chicago? I mean, relative to the population, there are far more murders going on here on on home soil by non-Muslims than there are by any radicalized Muslims by I a thousand hate fold. That argument. I'm not saying it's an argument. I could call it almost anti-intellectual. Ooh. Right. <laughs> right. Ooh. No, no, I'm not. It's not my argument. Yeah. I'm just saying hey, it's Chuck, ironic it's, that, 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 that everybody Martin seems to, to coalesce down. when it becomes to. Uh, I, I want to make one more point to you guys, then, yeah. we'll, then we'll get off the thing. Yeah. I, I think President Obama, I hate, I, I don't know, Todd, you're, you're probably a liberal, right? I mean, yeah. yeah but much. you tell me what you think. The man lives in the East Village, for God's sake. And, and oh. won't leave, for Christ's sake. I, Way to reveal where I live. I, I, <laughs> a, I, don't, like, I don't like to be an armchair uh, uh, psychologist. Dove loves to be an armchair psychologist. Yeah, you can yeah, sit yeah. down, by the way. We're doing a radio well, I like yeah. armchairs, and I like psychology. <laughs> but you don't have to. <laughs> but I believe he might be in some sort of, I hate to say this, but I can't, some sort of denial in the sense that this whole gun control thing in reaction to the terrorism thing, I'm, a, I'm for gun control, seems to me to be a div, like, t like, what does gun control have to do with terrorism? Almost as if he can't bring himself to face that these decisions he made over the last six years, pulling out of Iraq, pulling out of this, calling, uh, taking his eye off ISIS, deciding that they're not a, not a threat to be really be worried about, JV squad, all that. All of a sudden now, there's a huge problem. And if he has to admit that there's a huge problem, he's also having to admit, I screwed this up. There's a huge problem with what? Th that with, with terrorism, that ISIS is now a huge problem. Oh, yeah. That, pull, that the entire Middle East is now uh, becoming, once again, a, a safe haven Why? for terrorism. Against all his advice. But, but so, and the, and the, the, the argument I want to make, and I haven't heard this argument either. Yeah. You tell me. What or what group is going to be less likely to be thwarted by gun control laws yeah, than, terror than, no, 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 than no terrorists? Of course, maybe yeah, yeah. the mafia. Obviously, terrorists are going to get 
guns. Maybe I put it like like a, like a guy's gonna the guy's gonna hold a up a, a gas station. You want to give your own life? You're not stopping. A anybody guy is gonna hold up a gas station. You know, he might not go into the shop get a gun. A terrorist organization. They're gonna have guns. They're gonna make their own bombs. It's it's it is so. What is going on in the mind of the very bright president of the United States? And certainly he's bright. That when ISIS seems to have infected another person and shot up San he wants to bring up gun control as if there's some going on in the mind. As if there's some law that could be passed in America that could have prevented this. But but I don't think it's about that. I think that's exactly what it's about. But he wants to further. He wants to make progress as it relates to gun control, and if that's a way to do that, I don't think he gives a fuck whether or not it's substantiated by the actuality of a terrorist pulling out a gun because it's legal. Do you really believe what you're saying? He has a lot of causes he could. He's 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 going to piggyback a cause right now, but I think that in this particular case, gun control. Look, it's it's always a dubious proposition whether gun control will or would or would not have prevented such and such a mass shooting. In this case, in this case, I think maybe I don't see this guy in San Bernardino as necessarily a. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe he could have been prevented by gun control. First of all, they had two assault rifles that somebody else gave him. He had pipe bombs. They had guns. They had 3,000 rounds of ammunition. Somebody deposited $27,000 in his bank account a few days before the thing. But you don't, you don't, you, you. Or maybe not. I don't. You don't think that politicians grab at anything to substantiate their policy uh, desires? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But uh, but I'm just saying it. You would think. Yeah, it's not a great argument. No. There is something something that bothers me when when the. the It's disingenuous. All of a sudden, I'm here. I was joking about the olive tree of the star of day. Yeah, I say, all of a sudden yeah. I'm saying, shit, this could be happening in New York City sure. many, many times a year. Sure. Let's watch the president and see what, what he's right, got to say to make right. me feel better. Yeah, yeah, I want to get some yeah. gun control, which is never, A, never going to happen. Yeah, B, yeah, is going to yeah. take years. Not going to solve the problem. C, I mean, it's like, this is not, it's, Am I wrong to say President Obama? Really? So I'm more scared now than I was before. I mean, gun control is not going to work. I mean, the only thing that works is like it is in Japan where nobody has a gun. That's the only thing that works. In Japan, well, I, I went through this on the internet. Do you know that in America, you you can't find a Japanese, a, a, no, 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 a no, Japanese I, American I, who murders I, I anybody know, with I a know, gun? I know a lot of it. A lot of the ethnic correlates are that our murder rate isn't that much higher if you just look at the. No, I'm saying Japanese statistics. Americans don't murder in Japan where they have no guns, and they don't murder here where they have any gun they want. It's nothing right. to do with gun control. Well, it, it does a bit because black people that have high homicide rates aren't necessarily killing each other in Western European nations with gun control, no, with heavy, heavy gun Japanese control. The Japanese argument has nothing to do with gun control. The, re- the, reason, they don't, it, the reason they don't have uh, a lot of gun murders in Japan is the same reason they don't have a lot of robberies with knives in Japan. That's they don't I'm have any knife control. Well, that's a, that's a magnificent, if this were a Seinfeld episode, you know, it all comes back, and we'd, we'd see Todd Barry in Japan <laughs> being held up by a Japanese guy. Yeah. And stabbed. Stabbed, Larry and David <laughs> stabbed one day, shot the next day. Todd obviously yeah. doesn't like to talk politics. Well, well, it's not his purview. It's not mine either. I try to keep no, up. What does Todd... I, you know, I've only uh, grown to... to uh, like... Homosexuality and independent movies. To love Todd Barry because he he texted Sarah Silverman Silverman for me when I thought I pissed her off about politics. And uh, he didn't have to do that. And he, oh, yeah. he he made me feel much much better. She wasn't mad Todd, at me. Todd's a good man. Uh, Todd's all heart. But I still he's a hard man to, to get to know because he's quiet. Not an easy man to get to know. He's well, reserved. You, you so, guys are also loud though. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, no, I don't mean as an no, insult. No, 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 no. He's right. What do you like? To still talk waters about? run deep. What do uh, you like to talk about? I like to talk about food. Brooklyn. We could talk more about my apartment <laughs> search and. What is it about food? Is food one of your? Are you like a foodie? I'm a. I I just I don't. I'm not a foodie, but I, I'm a picky foodie. Yeah, yeah. I, am a, I love I, eating out's like my favorite thing. Yeah, got to read those Yelp restaurant reviews, all right? Sometimes though, I get too caught up in the drama. Some heavy stories on Yelp. I'll be at my computer like, oh man, this poor woman. She went to this restaurant for a birthday party. That's always the red flag in any Yelp restaurant review. If you see the words birthday party. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> she went to this restaurant for a birthday party. They had a 7 o'clock reservation. All right. They didn't get seated till 7.15. No wonder she ran home and ripped this place a new asshole. <laughs> In a scathing 13,000-word review. That reveals 12,000 words in that the food was actually really great. I don't eat right. Some people eat worse than I do, though. Saw a guy eating lunch. He had a burger, fries, milkshake, beer. 
Yeah. Burger and fries look delicious. Milkshake beer looked a little weird, even if you didn't care about your health. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a burger, fries, uh, milkshake, and a beer. Yeah, both those. No, not one or the other, both of them. Trust me, it's going to be fine. I was like, mm. Milkshake, mm, strawberry, my favorite. Mm, suddenly the worst beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I don't eat right, I'm a germaphobe also, yeah. Never drop my phone in the toilet, that's a good thing. Someone tells me they dropped their phone in the toilet, their next sentence has to be, so of course I left it in the toilet. <laughs> Because it wouldn't even occur to me to reach into a toilet to avoid buying a new phone. And don't tell me how you put in a bowl of dry rice either. But I put in a bowl of dry rice all the way a surgeon preps his scalpels. I asked this woman if she ever dropped her phone in the toilet. She goes, I did, but there was no pee in there. Really? Never? That is the luckiest series of events ever. <laughs> They're installing a new toilet. You're first in line. The mayor cuts the ribbon. The glare from his scissors blinds you. You slip, you fall. Where's that phone end up? Ah, the crystal clear waters of an innocent virgin toilet. You don't cook for yourself. Never, no. You eat out every night. Pretty much, yeah. Occasionally, you know, yeah. I'll grab something or order in. But. Do you eat out by yourself a lot? Do you eat out? Yeah, by I do. That's interesting. Oh, I, I love to do that. That's like a real New York thing. I, I think. think it's a New York thing. I think it's an ad a very adult thing to do. It's a very adult. Thing. And and it's what with the thing. advent of the smartphone, you're never without reading material. You know, do you eat out alone. The, um, I can't. Or go on Facebook and keep in contact with my good friends or some old friends that I haven't seen in some time. <laughs> so it's always... You could have uh, bought a book, but yeah, sure. <laughs> all Dan does is Tinder. I know. I know, <laughs> I, know I don't Tinder anymore because I had no luck on it. I'm too old for Tinder. Oh, You're never too old Tinder's a young man's game. Is there an old Tinder? Like an old... Well, you could... Yeah, antiquated, it's called antiquated.net. Yeah. You know, uh, well, the problem is this. On Tinder, I have to reveal my age, whereas in real life, I don't have to bring it up until we're banging. And then it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, girls don't care how old you are. Yeah. You know I know they yeah. certainly You're in do. showbiz, different set of rules. Nah, just, well, yes and no, right? I mean, you, you um, pl find plenty that don't. I think there are plenty that do. Right, but that's no reason not to do it. And I you think know, on, bad I, on Tinder, go, go when go they out. have to give you an age range, like if they met me, they may not care. Right. But if on Tinder they have to put in their in their parameters, I'm looking for age 30 to 35. Whatever. When you have to put that parameters in, very few women are going to Will put that it. automatically take you, you out of their feed? Or I'm the out of my... They don't even see me, you know, if they don't want any... Right, 46 right. Years. My feeling is that a lot of people lie. My feeling is that 50. What's your age range? My age range is uh, 25 to 35. 25, nice. Yeah. <laughs> 25, 35. Hoping, hoping for not 35. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, I like a good 35. 30, but that's why it's in my age I'll range. I'll tear right in. But I'll I, tear I, right I, in. Are you allowed to choose up. ethnicity? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you can't yeah. choose it as a parameter, but when you see a woman that doesn't fit the ethnicity you that you like. You can on OKCupid. Okay you, you can choose can, it as a search and, parameter. And Todd, have you ever been married? No, I haven't. And you have a girlfriend? I had one up till like uh, six months ago. Yeah. Oh, a lovely girl, yeah. I don't want, I mean, that's a you can say that. <laughs> 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 you think I'm going to get mad at you for saying she was lovely? Wait. And and you do you internet date or anything? No, I think I feel like you're too I'm famous a, for that. I, I hate to say that, but yeah. I think I am. Too yeah, you are too famous for, for that. Well, no, I would I be afraid that I'd get punked. There is no too famous. There's no too for famous. It. You can use it as leverage to get more more contact. You did that, but I don't. No, no, no. I just experimented with one thing one time, and then some people had seen me actually messaged me. And that's how I got a couple of dates. But you know, whatever. No, I, I think, I think. First What's of all, what's the downside of it if he does it? Well, I feel like I'm, I'd worry I'd get punked, like I'd get set up. Yeah, by you someone. get punked one time well, out of a thousand. You, you You'd also get a lot you, of interest. And you'd, get, you'd get gossiped about. It. No, I would, yeah, but yeah, you, yeah, yeah. when you meet somebody, what's wrong with that? I'm private. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, when, I'm when, with you, when you meet somebody, you talk to them. You see if it's for real. Maybe you talk yeah, to them on the phone. Yeah, precisely. I don't think there's it's real like, danger of getting punked. There's no danger. You can get punked in real life. I'm with Todd. Punked with anything. I don't think Todd. You say it's bad for his reputation. No, Todd just, may not want, but I, if, you, if the objective is to get laid and meet people, then you're casting a wider net, whether or not you're with them. I will say, when I first moved here, I actually did. I haven't talked about this a lot, but personal yeah, ads, scoop, like everybody. when they were in the. Yeah, like that's the, interesting. You did that? New York Press. Yeah, yeah. I did that. What I mean, kind this of is pre-internet. Just. 
Lonely looking in for village. a woman. Who, yeah, did whatever. You, looking well, for a did anybody and answer? Yeah, I met. I met a lot. Talk? There were women who you wouldn't think would need to uh, read Use the that. New York press. Yeah, that or presumption something. is but no so, longer so you, true. So you, so you, how did you, you, you would give a phone number? How did you communicate in oh, those they, days? They had like a box, and then they would forward you the letter. Ah. And wow, and, this is so old. No, but this video, cool. this version, and they would, they yeah, would send, they would send like a, yeah, like a handwritten letter. Yeah, yeah, picture, handwritten wow. letter. Or. Well, that actually is good in a way because it kind of uh, weeds. Like you have someone who can write a letter. Weeds lazy or, like, people. Yeah, lazy people. Like, oh. like you're less likely to get like something, somebody frivolous. But I mean, this was also before anyone even knew about the internet. Ted Kaczynski like, can write good letters too. And, and is, was it nerve wracking to meet somebody? Well, I think, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole thing of, like, getting rejected. You could get rejected three times a week, or maybe you could reject someone three times a week. Yeah, I think the sudden inundation, if that's the yeah, right word, yeah. of options can be overwhelming. Yeah. Like I would be, five I'd be people too a week for coffee or something. And oh, then, yeah, I, find, I found it. Yeah, I mean, it's taxing. I mean, it all depends how much work you want to put in. It becomes like any other search, you know? What do you want to do? What are you willing to do to find the thing? The more you go out with, the higher the probability you meet somebody that's right. But it's painful. Jeff is uh, currently involved with a young lady. And yeah, no, I live with a bro. And, and uh, they're, 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 they're in couples therapy. They're, oh, stiff, oh, what a, a waste of time. Therapy. No, it's not. Oh, what do you know? I've been to couples therapy. How many times? I, we used to I go. Guy, the guy, it'd we, be like me being opinionated on politics. We, know used, to go, we used to go every week. You're and, out of your depth. And, and the last uh, session ended with the, with the therapist I know, I know giving me one a, bad experience with a therapist. What did he do? Therapist, she, it was a female therapist. Which gives you the right to vilify it, it, the whole no, can you let, letter. The last therapist ended with somebody. With the, the last session ended with the therapist giving me a foot massage yeah, yeah. and saying, oh, you're very, very stressed. Yeah. And really? My, my wife burst into tears and ran out of the room. That yeah. seems massively okay, unprofessional. But if you said yes. it is unprofessional. It's not representative of and, the average and psychologist. Can I get that name of the therapist? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> no, but if I went to see one comedy show and saw a shitty show and I see all comedians suck. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, that's an unusual, weird of course, experience. No. The reason I, reason I don't, I, I'm not saying th no yeah. therapy can ever work. The reason yeah. couples therapy would not work for me and my wife yeah, is because if it requires you to be honest. Yeah. And... Uh, I think that the repercussions of the honesty would far outweigh, like it would take years for either of us to get over hearing what we suspect each of us is. Like you just can't, well, you, you can't. I, I'm not, we're not like that. Do you I, go in, do you have separate private moments with the therapist or is it always you and your girlfriend sitting Well, there? it can be, but it, the problem is that w it, a couple's therapist is good for engendering communication when it's difficult between you and so-and-so to get somebody a referee from the outside to see things. Ultimately, you're going to have to go back into your own kind of analysis and work on your own reactive shit because it's not going to be solved in couples therapy. Yeah, I was couples talking to someone is a good who, coaching scenario. Yeah, I was talking to someone who went to it and they said their therapist basically said, I'm not here to get you guys back together. Right. They're there to help. They're, they're well, there to facilitate there a kind I of communication. So, I mean, well, I'll explain it. So if you can figure out whether you should be together. I'm guessing that's what it is, right? If you if I go to a couple's therapist, for instance, my girl has emotional issues, and then he helps me. He goes, oh, when she doesn't pay attention to you or isn't aware of your presence, you feel obliterated. You feel like, you know, I didn't realize how angry I felt when she didn't come in and acknowledge me. And so I would react. But I'm not reacting to the problem I'm having there. I'm reacting to a mother that was on a commune and a father that was gone and growing up in an environment where if I didn't immediately insert, assert myself, nobody would listen to me. My mother's a therapist. Is anybody here in therapy? Are you in therapy? Do you ever feel like these people connect things you had no idea could be connected in your life? Like I said, Mom, I go, Mom, could you pass me the salt? And she goes, salt, pot, it's all the same to you. And then she goes, what happens when the pot runs out? And I was like, well, first of all, the pot's not going to run out. <laughs> you know, and second of all, do you think the pot could really run out? <laughs> Why would you say shit like that to me? <laughs> now, I don't get high anymore. Wow, but I don't get high anymore because I had a bad experience. Now you know you're too high when you're, when you're eating cereal naked and your girlfriend is like, put some clothes on and you realize it's not your girlfriend, it's just a woman on a bus. <laughs> I was... 
my father, my father used to get high in the bathroom when I was a kid, and there'd be smoke pouring out under the door. And I, I, I didn't know what was going on. I was 12 years old. I'd knock on the door. I'd say, Dad, are you okay? And he was so high, he'd respond with stuff that had nothing to do with the question. He was like, I'm in the garage, you know? <laughs> I'm 12, I'm not retarded, there's smoke coming out under the door. And then he would deny it was him, like I didn't know. Literally he goes, this is not your father. <laughs> and so I learned to dial down my shit. Wait, you're dialed down? No, I no 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 no. Of course, I no, I <laughs> no. Yeah, you dial no. down more than <laughs> I am actually. I used to be a little jumpy. <laughs> well, I, I think it wouldn't work for me. It, it, may, it may not, but but most people benefit. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I want sh- Keith Robinson to go to therapy. A lot of people <laughs> oh do. God. You're not the only one. No, a Keith, lot of the Robinson. He, he definitely. I talked. I brought it up with him, and he was like, he "Just no way." But I think yeah. he would. Be, I think he would love. I'd be curious to see if he liked. it. I, I seem to find all therapy. Like, obviously, yeah. giving me the foot massage was unethical, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. weird. So then, a lot of the therapy. I didn't want to say the guy's name, but a lot of the comedians all go see the same yeah. uh, therapist. Yeah. You know, the guy they all go see. Yeah, yeah. I don't go yeah. see him. But. So. Um, so Robert Kelly rec- recommended that I go see him. He didn't bother me. You should go see him. You should go see him. You should go see him. I said, ah, maybe I will, Robert. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I didn't. All of a sudden, I get a phone call from this therapist. He's hey, telemarketing? Yeah. He says, this is so-and-so. Uh, oh, Ro- that's weird. Robert Kelly told me that you might like to come and see me. Oh, that's yeah. weird. That's weird, too, right? You're, You're not supposed to call up a... That's like a nah. cold calling that's somewhere? He's telemarketing. He's drumming up You're business. You're getting involved like, with what, some wacky what? people. And this is what he, this is what he takes me for, like... He's just calling me because he's concerned about me. Robert mm-hmm. Kelly told him about some person who exists that might need help. Yeah. And out of the goodness of his heart, he's calling me to make... No, oh, he's trying sweet. to make money. Yeah, yeah. that seems massively well, I, I don't, you know, I Isn't just that ha- unbelievable? Yeah. And this guy, everybody says is so fantastic. Already, Not everybody, the, just yeah, the, com- the comedian. Everybody who sees well, him. I don't want to... Yeah. I just think it's weird that... Dan, Dan, and, that sorry, Dan and Gary had a really bad fight about this. Go I ahead. know, but I can wait, 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 say wait, I just thing. think it's weird Dan that, that Dan all Gary these Goldman. people that well, no, Gary said I should see him, and I said I'm not going to go see a therapist yeah. that every comedian goes to lid. see. Yeah. I just think that's weird. I agree, I agree with Dan on this. I agree. With I, did, Dan too. I did too. I hate yeah. to agree with Dan on anything, but I yeah, I, you have I, you, so you find no, yourself with the back against the wall on this one. Yeah, but you got shitty examples of anybody. My guy is the postdoc, is the head of the postdoc program at NYU. He's a guy from Greece originally. He's the so I could Google it. I could figure out who your therapist. I do. I give you his name, but he's the real deal, and he's a guy that when you sit down with him, there's gravity in the room. There's nothing wacky. There's no foot massage. You'll see. You know the difference. I know the difference when I'm talking he, to somebody who's fucking smart and spent a lot of time in their body yeah. and in themselves. And there's a difference. He told you the first day you go in there for the consultation, no foot massage. No foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the contract. No full service. No full service. <laughs> no foot massage. <laughs> yeah, that seems almost leak. desperate. Calling you up. And saying that is odd. it really <laughs> turned me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. And and you I'll know, I'll fucking call you, brother. It's a little, yeah. a little. Uh, it's fishy. I don't know. Not self-aware. Yeah. Like any, I, any, I, 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 any, I wouldn't see somebody who called me up. Doing that. To, to the extent no. that I was even considering calling him, yeah. it was extinguished the second he called me and sure. tried to get me to come see him. It was but, weird. But we're examining an extreme aberration. I mean, I could talk about a doctor that I saw. That He's had, had two aberrations. I, every, I, have a, I have a third one to tell you about. Every every time yeah. I see a therapist, they, they're and my father, I'm sorry, my stepmother was yeah. seeing a therapist. Yeah. And his stepmother asked to see... My father, which I think is common. My father yeah. went to the therapist, yeah. and the therapist asked my father, listen, is, whatever happens here is between you and me. I will not tell Carol. Yeah. But you need to tell me, are you having an affair? Right. And my father said, yes, I am. Yeah. And the therapist went and told my stepmother and blew the, whole, blew the whole marriage up. That's the craziest thing I've ever Yeah, heard. I don't think they're supposed to do that either. No. They're, 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 no, it would ruin their practice if people did that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's unfortunate. All right, we, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. Dove uh, apparently has the one good therapist. We're all no. going to... Yeah, did you ever have a good Will you therapist? have your therapist call me? And- <laughs> I well, didn't want to Dove just asked me if I've ever had I a, good have, a good therapist. I think yeah. the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> how could, no, it's if, not. He's saying, look at him. How could he have had a good therapist? Well, how do you know he wouldn't I, have jumped out a fucking window 10 years ago? Uh, fair enough. Well, fair right. enough. And we, why don't we, uh, with that note. On that note, all right. <laughs> I want to I thank Todd Barry. I yes, want, thank I, you, Todd. I, thank I, you. I think Todd Barry is, um, we have to have him on again at some point because I think that he doesn't like to fight for airtime. <laughs> yeah. And he got a little squashed here. But I find him very interesting. Um, Todd's a very interesting guy. Yeah, and... 
and Jim Norton, yeah. No, I, 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 I just wanted to say I'm book. enjoying this sign-off. It's, it's like, you know, we were really happy Todd was here. We're sorry you didn't contribute anything. We'd love no. to have you back. Oh, I know. I, my, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant is like I'm funny. thinking, I'm, like in, in the bubble over Todd's head, I'm like, this motherfucker invite me on the show and I can't get a word in yeah, it. Right, that's right, what right, I'm worried right, about. Yeah. That's all right, though. I bring a different energy to the, yeah. the room. <laughs> See, Todd, he, Todd also has his own podcast. Are you still doing it? Oh, come yeah, on, plug yeah. it. Todd Barry Podcast. Todd Barry Podcast. I've done it. You should, too. I've done it. It was a fine podcast. What kind of guests do you have on that podcast? Mainly comedians, sometimes musicians, and but mainly. Have comedians. you got any cool musicians? No one you've heard of. They're all indie rockers. Oh, indie. indie rockers. Has Louis done your your podcast? No, I'd feel weird having Louis on. You'd feel weird asking him. I've just known him so long that I, I it'd be, it would seem, I don't know. Yeah. Some people I'm more intimidated about asking than others. Yeah. Even though, like I had Sarah on. Yeah. But I had her on a live one, so it was a little, he bounced it off the and, audience. And she's somehow more approachable, right? There's something very, Yeah, very I mean, Louis, you know, one of my best friends, but I... I wouldn't put, I still don't put you two together as best friends, but obviously you are. It just seems odd to me. I got to take like a leak yeah, in the worst way. If, if God you're, bless if, everybody. Go ahead, Doug. If you're a, um, if you're a mensch, kind of, if, if you're a, a person who, un, who who's socially apt, asking your best friend is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Because you know that it's going to be hard for him to say no, and you don't want to put him in that position. Well, I actually did talk to him about it, but he was he's like, well, we'd have to figure out a way to do it. Because I'm not going to interview him. It's just too weird. I don't know. For me, it would be weird with him. Yeah, I mean, Louis gets asked. I, I don't ever ask, not that Louis and I are friends or anything, but yeah. I, I don't ever ask him for anything. Because I know everybody asks him, right, right, and right. if I ask him, I know he'd feel pressured to say yes, and I don't even want him. I have a lot of people now who uh, use me as their uh, their conduit. They're, exactly, yeah. They'll yeah. be like, "Hey, Todd, no, I can't get that to Louie. I kind of know ahead. I can feel what they're about to ask. Yeah, I get that all the time. From time to time, if I think it's something that seems like yeah, Louie might want to see this, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to like Jeff Karen or something and say, yeah, "Forward this to Louie if you think he should get it." But other than that, no. Uh, it happened to me just today before we went in here. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Thank sure. you. Thank, thank you, Todd you. Barry. Thank you, Dove. Dan Nannerman. Bye. All right.